This is Dead Air, the unofficial Grateful Dead radio program for the official releases. It airs on a bunch of radio stations around the globe from Alaska to Australia. Every once in a while, we bust out an interview or, as all the hipsters call it, a podcast. And in this one, we are going to do a deep dive on Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. They're coming out with a new photography book. When it comes to photographs, we check in with Jay Blakesburg, who we've had on the program uh, numerous times. But this interview was really cool because we kind of caught him off guard. He totally spaced the interview, so we had to do it over the phone. And uh, he was out eating dinner with some family or friends. Something was going on. And so we got a lot of uh, interesting distractions, which was good. It kept Jay on his toes. Um, I don't live here. I know nothing. Sorry. Um, uh, so we get some background on the photographs and then also some background on the history of the Capitol Theater. My name is Stephanie Sessangera. And my role was to write an essay on the history of the Capitol Theater. I just think that if you've never been to the Capitol Theater, you've got to come experience it. It is everyone that it's just it's a magical to watch people come in for the first time, whether it is a musician or a attendee you can just see that they are they feel the energy of the place it's a magical experience Pete Shapiro and I have made four books together so far we made a book for Fairly Well and we've done three coffee table books for Lockin and Pete like myself we really love to have documentation of the projects that we work on in this type of form. So I really love holding a tangible record in my hands because when we look at photos online, on our phones, on our computer screens, it's a much more of a fleeting moment. And I just think it's a different experience when you hold a book in your hand. And so about three years ago, Pete started to say to me, I think I want to do a book of the Capitol Theater. And I'm like, great, let's do it. These things take a while. It's not an inexpensive proposition to make a book. So we just, you know, kind of let it marinate. And I think we also wanted to get a few more years under the belt of the Capitol Theater. I really think since Pete reopened it 2012 forward, this has been an incredible time period of shows. It was my idea to bring Stephanie on. I am a freelance writer. She's a professional writer. And I am a passionate music fan. She's a big music fan. She's a cap regular. I mean, I'm at the Capitol Theater probably three times a week. She lives in Westchester. 25 minutes north of the Capitol Theater. I needed somebody that could really, really dig in and do that research. I've seen hundreds of shows at the Capitol, so it was a real honor for me to be able to write this essay because it's really a home away from home and I feel like part of the Capitol family. So it was a real passion project for me. And the way I came about writing the essay for the book is through my relationship with the photographer, Jay Blakesburg. So he asked me when he was asked by the Capitol Theater to put this book together, he came to me to write the historical essay. We wanted to just have a little bit more history behind it. I go back to the time that the Capitol Theater was first built, all the way back to the beginning. So that was one part of the puzzle. There is a forward by Phil Lesh. And I knew that the book had to be have a forward in it by Phil. I mean, nobody's played at the Capitol Theater more than Phil Lesh. 
when Phil Lesh has played a number of birthday shows at the theater. The Portchester Fire Department has given him honors during one of his shows. There's not one other artist that has played at that theater as many times as Phil has. And so I approached Phil a while ago and asked him if he would write a, a forward for the cap. And he said, he said what he normally says. He's like, uh, really? Do I have to write another forward? <laughs> and then I started reminding him of like all of the history that he had in that room. And I think that Stephanie probably told you this, but... For Grateful Dead people, 1970 to 1971, the Grateful Dead played 13 concerts in one year span. And those are very famous. A lot of people think those are some of the best shows that the band ever played. In 1971, February 1971. On February 18th, 1971. When they did a six-night run, The Grateful Dead at the Capitol Theater in Porchester, in one night. They debuted playing in the band. Playing in the band. Along with Bertha. Bertha. Greatest story ever told. Greatest story ever told. Bird song. I think there's one other song I can't remember. Loser and Wharf Rat. Uh, Wharf Rat. You know, they debuted some of the most legendary Grateful Dead songs at the Capitol Theater. Phil Lesh just has a residency there. So when you get this book, you get the forward by Phil. You get a nice essay that Pete wrote. You get this incredible essay that Stephanie wrote. It's like a few thousand words. Uh, 4,000 words. That's very, very in-depth about the history of the building. And then you get a lot of photographs from a lot of different shows. It's 232 pages with photos that span the Pete Shapiro era, which began in 2012. Up until today, this is the first volume of what the Capitol Theater plans to be a series of books. The photos were curated and edited by... Jay Blakesburg, along with Bradley Tucker. It's great to look at all of these photographs from all of these different photographers. You know, I love Andrew Scott Blackstein's work and seeing all the stuff that he submitted. And, you know, it goes the same for, you know, Millman and Chad Anderson and Flink. And, you know, all of those guys are all have their own take on what they're shooting. And they put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into what they do. And they are documenting pop culture history every week at the Capitol Theater. And then the other thing that was great is that I reached out to a bunch of artists and asked them for quotes. And I basically left it very wide open. I said, can you give me a quote about the Capitol Theater and or Pete Shapiro and or the Capitol Theater family? And I got great stuff back from everybody from, you know, David Shaw from The Revivalist and Marco Benevento and Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee gave a great quote and Jackie Green and Graham Lesh and... One of my favorite people to ask for quotes for any book projects that I've done, and I, he's given me for several of my books, is Luther Dickinson. Because Luther, he really, really spends time and crafts a really good quote to tell how he feels about whatever it is that I'm working on. He really steps up. And then Wayne Coyne from The Flaming Lips, I think, I don't know if he's ever played there more than once. I don't know the answer to that question, but... The back cover is a shot that I took at the Capitol Theater when they played there last summer, and it's an incredible photograph. And I texted Wayne and said, can you give me a quote about playing at the Capitol Theater? And he gave me the most incredible quote, just talking about, you know, the ghosts in the building, Janis Joplin, Jerry Garcia, Frank Zappa, you know, people like that, and kind of feeling that vibe when you're on stage. And so, you know, I think that the artists feel it as well as as the audience. I've heard a lot of uh, the performers say when they're on stage that they can feel the ghosts in the theater. They can feel the ghosts of former players that have been there. 
So it sort of spans this whole sort of um, family of musicians that all of us can appreciate, which I think is what's also special about the Capitol Theater and this book. It's something where I think people really are transported partially to another time because it has that movie palace atmosphere and that is what Thomas Lamb, the architect, had intended that when you walk into a movie palace you're transported to an ethereal place and you still get that experience and you also get you know, the state-of-the-art music experience. There was a lot of interesting anecdotes of things that happened, especially during the theater's rock and roll heyday. When a lot of people think about the Cap's storied rock and roll history, it took place in the early 70s when a promoter, Howard Stein, had the theater. And during that time period, a lot of major acts came through and that were at that point were almost were still really like baby bands including Pink Floyd so some of the stories that I heard for example one story connected to Pink Floyd was when they played there were so few people in the theater and the Capitol Theater holds about 2,000 people that Roger Waters asked the people in the balcony to come downstairs so that he could have more intimacy So I just thought that was so wild because today Pink Floyd has played arenas, so many arenas since then. So those sort of stories really blew me away. Another story, too, has to do with Janis Joplin, who played at the Capitol Theater on August 8, 1970. And she had, when she was waiting before her show, she had been in a bar down the street called Vossen's. And she actually, she and a friend of hers, Bob Norworth, wrote the now famous song Mercedes Benz. And then after they wrote that, just kind of spontaneously, she premiered the song on stage at the Capitol and sang an a cappella version. So that was something that I never knew. So there was a lot of things like that that I didn't know that I learned while writing the book. I would say the first golden era was that era, the Howard Stein era which was 1970s through 71. And then after that, a few promoters leased the theater, and then the theater went dark in 1977. The owner, this man, Philip Seinberg, passed away, and the theater went dark. And then it kind of stayed dark until 83. And when Marvin Ravikoff bought the theater... He told me, I go over this in the essay, that there were pigeons in the theater. The roof was leaking. It was completely falling apart. The theater was fortunate to be purchased by a historian and real estate developer, Marvin Ravikoff. He bought the theater in 1983. And for him, he was a historic preservationist and a realtor, and he really restored the cap to its glory in terms of the architecture. And I think that if Marvin Ravikoff hadn't bought the theater, that it may have just gone to the theater graveyard like these other theaters. So Marvin Ravikoff had restored the building to its uh, former movie day splendor. And Pete Shapiro, when he bought the theater, he really took it into the, the modern era in terms of all the 
renovation that he did in terms of that he put into state-of-the-art sound system, light system. There was a $2 million renovation, and that really blew out all the stops with all the best technological advancements that there are still today in terms of music venues. And that included one of the best sound systems in the country, an arena-sized lighting system, 10 high-definition projectors so that they could add visuals on the walls, those sort of things. So he really outfitted it with state-of-the-art sound and lighting and so forth. All of those people that work there are my family. You know, I've become really good friends with pretty much, you know, everybody that is involved in the Capitol Theater from the, you know, people that are doing the catering downstairs to the people that are putting the hospitality into the artist dressing rooms to the security guards to Jonathan Healy, who directs all the video there, to the lighting guys, to the projectionists, to the marketing people. What Pete says, and I have him quoted saying something along these lines in the essay, is that everything matters. The fan experience matters on every level. And he really took that to heart from the minute you walk into the theater, the whole experience, the atmosphere, getting a drink, the way that you interact with the the ushers, the bartenders, merch people, everyone there puts the fan first. And everyone is so friendly and connects so well with the audience that I think that that is something that other venues should strive for. Some of the highlights since Pete had the theater, there's just so many. There's been a lot of bands that started in the baby venue, the Garcias. After the cap was opened, there's a baby venue, Garcias was opened. And there's been several bands that were premiered there, like the Revivalists, Marcus King Band, who then moved to the cap main stage. So that's been very special in terms of the cap theater history. There's been players, acts that have played there from the Strokes to the Avid Brothers to Widespread Panic to Slayer. The record company and the Flaming Lips and Lennon, uh, Claypool Lennon Delirium and My Morning Jacket and Wilco. And you have some comedians like Amy Schumer and you have the uh, Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. And it's also the home for a lot of jam bands, you know, in addition to a lot of other genres of music. Warren Haynes or Jackie Green or Nikki Bloom or Graham Lesh or... Just countless artists. Alice Cooper has played. and We've had uh, so many different artists. Luther Dickinson, Anders Osborne, John Molo, Jason Crosby. My Morning Jacket, bands like The Record Company, Warren Haynes. They've done a number of times. They've done a show recreating The Last Waltz around Thanksgiving. The list goes on and on. Just so many shows. J-Rad, you know, J-Rad, I think, is a very pioneering band for the Capitol Theater. The Capitol Theater is another home base for them. I'm just excited to see what other bands are going to keep going forward. A lot of these bands are just gaining more and more traction in the jam band world, like Twiddle, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. And it's not just a jam band book. Yeah, there's a lot of jam band in it, but it is not just a jam band book. 30 years ago, when there was the Grateful Dead and nothing else, before Fish and String Cheese and Umphreys and Widespread, like if I was standing at a concert photographing, let's say, the Butthole Surfers, I couldn't talk to them and say, oh yeah, next week I'm going to go shoot two Grateful Dead concerts. Like, it didn't work. 
nowadays, when you go to a jam band festival, you know, you might get a hip hop artist there. You might get a jam band artist. You might get an Americana artist. You might get a, a, a pop artist, right? I mean, it could really be anything at, at these jam band festivals. And so what, what has happened over the last 30 years since sort of the, we'll call it the birth of the jam band, right? And the jam band movement and the, the genre of music is that all of these people that go to all these festivals, they all have big ears. So all these fans now, their ears are bigger, their palettes are wider. And so a book like this works for a jam band audience and a non-jam band audience, right? You know, you could be a total deadhead, but you probably still love Elvis Costello, right? You still probably love Elvis Costello and The Roots, you, you know, and all of those bands are in there. You love the record company. The record company aren't a jam band. They're a kick-ass rock band, verging on, on blues band, and they're in the book, and they gave us a great quote also. The book is now available on the Capitol Theater website under merchandise, and it can be purchased online for $50. I know it will also be sold at the Capitol Theater. I feel like when I come to the Capitol Theater, even though I live in California, I feel like I'm home. It's my home away from home. I'm a long-time deadhead. When I first started coming to the Cap, I was just coming to see to shoot film and to work film shows. And then eventually, as my relationship with the building and with Pete continued to develop, you know, if I was coming to New York for anything, if there was something going on at the Cap, I was there. I was in town for a wedding, and I came up and shot Neil Young and Promise of the Real at the Cap. I've been shooting the Flaming Lips for 30-plus years, and Wayne's a good friend of mine, and and uh, Les Claypool's a good friend of mine, and I shot the album for the new uh, Claypool Lennon Delirium, and so they did a double bill up there, and so I went up there and hung out with my friends and took pictures, and those are in the book. Uh, so that's sort of how the book came about, is you know working with all the different Capitol Theater photographers and then sort of filling in some blanks with some of my photography, and that's uh, that's the book. <laughs> 